That's what I'm saying. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. All right, all right. All I right. think we, we got it. Um, I'm not sure how well this is going to record with the wind. I am uh, off the coast of Essex, Massachusetts. I have a uncle who has a really nice summer home up here. So I'm sitting on a rock uh, by myself with acres and acres of not wilderness, but land between me and anyone else. So uh, I try to do a little podcasting. So I thought I'd take a um, kind of go over things that have happened. Some good things have happened to me in the past 18 months or so. Um, one's I think they're kind of interesting. Two, I think it's going to be interesting for me to put them on tape just so that I can have it recorded. And also, I think that there's some value to it from a perspective of um, you know marketing lessons of people who are trying to either start a business or find a job or build their network. Um, and this kind of you'll see it's kind of interesting. Actually, it's it's mainly going to be based on a on a blog article I wrote at the beginning of this year, 2008. Sorry, 2019 called uh, How Networking Got Me the Best, One of the Best Years of My Life. Um, and, you know, part of that was just kind of like a clever title. But mainly it's just about how, by connecting with people in an authentic way and, you know, without, you know, a massive agenda other than to be curious about them and to share what you have, um, there are ways to kind of survive in this world both financially and kind of spiritually by having experiences and being paid to do stuff um, just based on the fact that you were, you know, um, kind of involving people in your life in different various ways. So anyways, uh, here's my story. Hopefully it comes out okay. Um, so I was working at a co-working space uh, called Work Bar for um, close to a year. Um, and at a certain point it became clear that it just wasn't a fit for me anymore. So I kind of said to myself, well, all right, like this is an opportunity to figure out what is it that I want to do and like just practically what am I going to do for money and my life and career and so on. And so uh, right before the new year, I had said, you know, like a lot of friends are like all about manifesting and the secret and, you know, co-creating with the universe. And I think those are all, um, you know, fine things to believe in. And I'm not necessarily saying they're not true. I'm just saying that um, that hasn't been my experience. Like, when I focused on stuff and I tried to make things happen, and they don't always, you know, hasn't happened for me. But interestingly enough, um, you know, to kind of talk about, um, sorry, I'm being distracted, but there's a boat going by. Um, but interestingly enough, interestingly enough, uh, so I was at a New Year's Eve party and I was hanging out with some friends and, you know, uh, mainly it was just like, oh, like, do, what do I really want to do with my time? Like, the, and I, was, I said to myself, all right, I'm going to go home early from this New Year's Eve party and write down all the things that I want, figure out what those things are so it's clear in my head and try to set out to go do those things. Um, and so on my list were things like I wanted to go traveling on a regular basis. I wanted to be in L.A. Uh, for work and for, um, you know, extended periods of time. And I wanted to see my family. I wanted to, to direct corporate videos or commercial videos for money. I wanted to direct music videos. Um, I wanted to get back into the kind of the studio system, studio, you know, Hollywood, you know, film studio system, and so on and so forth. So I had all these goals that I wanted, and I um, broke them down. And then about, I don't know, a month and a half later, again, I, it became clear that it was time for me to um, leave work bar. So that's what I did, and I tried to get jobs, you know, like, you know, 
classic, you know, looking on Indeed or Monster or whatever it is. Um, and it wasn't working out, so I was like, all right, you know, I did say I want to do videos, so let me just reach out. And so the first, one of the first, or not one, not the only, but one of the first people I reached out to was someone who worked at Techstars, at Techstars Air Force Accelerator, um, who I met through WorkBar. Um, and so you got to understand is that, like, the whole thing about WorkBar is interesting is that, so when I first moved back from, uh, from L.A. to Boston, um, and actually, really, I, worked from, I moved back from L.A. from L.A. to Boston, worked for my father for a while, and then started teaching video production, and it got me back into doing video production in general, where I met somebody named Sean from the Boston Calendar. And before he was Sean from the Boston Calendar, he was a guy looking to have a movie be produced. So I helped him produce a movie, um, where on that movie I met the videographer who I work with regularly. Um, I met... Um, uh, a couple people who I've done other films projects for who are, you know, gave me a lot of joy. But mainly it was that I got to know Sean, and he then later introduced me to WorkBar probably like five years ago because uh, he needed me to help him put together an event. And I'd never really done events ever. He just knew that, like, I was good at logistics and good at organizing, so he brought me on. And interesting, the interesting thing about that is that over the next five years, like, the major things in my life that I was working on and the major people in my life who I was working with all I met through that one event we we're putting on at work bar so first off just to go down the list is that so I was I was on the organizing team uh, or co-founding depending on how you look at it of um, this thing called City Awake which is now the the I guess the millennial arm of the Boston Chamber of Commerce but at the time it was uh, a festival 130 partner 90 event festival celebrating social impact and doing good in Boston and so uh, at this one uh, there were some people who were either at the event or who were kind of co-sponsoring the event and basically we all kind of got to know each other and then later on after this event we put together City Awake also another kind of sponsor for those events was something called Startup Institute who were uh, initially one of my first uh, corporate clients for video and later you know they sponsored my events and I actually in fact went through the Startup Institute uh, as a way to try to get a, a kind of quote-unquote regular job which frankly didn't work out very well for the job prospects but um, you know I got to know a lot more people in the Boston uh, kind of community like the business community uh, which would help me later on in life uh, and then yeah, I mean, I could go on and on. Basically, through that one event, I've met a number of people who got me interested in events, got me interested in the Boston tech scene, and got me interested in doing video again. And um, roughly five years after that, WorkBar hired me as their event coordinator and their event, or head of events. Um, so it's just interesting how that one sort of grain of, you know, whatever, like that one, like, event created... Um, what's the word? Uh, that one event brought me a ton of uh, cool experiences, cool people, and cool things to do in my life. I'm going to stand up on this rock because my leg is falling asleep. Hold on one second. So back to Work Bar. After I left Work Bar, um, one of the residents or one of the members of Work Bar using our space was, again, this thing called Techstars Air Force Accelerator. And I asked them, you know, I'd known them in my capacity as event planner, um, you know, do you need any videos? And lo and behold, they did. So I, uh, I brought on my friend Roger, who I'd done work with um, previously in a couple of films and a couple other 
covered video projects before I joined Work Bar and my friend Amanda, who I, again, knew through Sean from the Boston Calendar, who I also met, Amanda I met at, the, at Work Bar at our first meeting for that event. So again, that interesting Work Bar connection. Um, and so we did this um, corporate video. And while we were on that corporate video, I guess, I guess the lesson on that one is that like, from a marketing standpoint and from like a cool experience standpoint is, you know, first of all, let people know what you're interested in. Let people know what you are, what you can bring value to them and let people know what you're looking for, right? Like I didn't know that Techstars needed any video, but it turns out, it turns out they did. And, you know, granted, part of that was that I had like a pretty good reel of videos that um, they could compare to and say, well, this guy's not going to make a bad one, or at least we can project that he won't. Um, but the bottom line is they hired me because they knew me and they knew me because I had cast my line out there to meet them on a personal level. And when my, I kind of adjusted my plan, um, I let them know. So it was, it was kind of very serendipitous. Uh, but the, while we were on set, my friend Roger, uh, asked myself and Amanda if we wanted to do this video uh, for a song called Hot Tub Wingman. Um, by a band's name, it's kind of not safe for work. It took me a long time to even be able to say it. Not that I'm personally offended by it, but it's just other folks might be. Uh, but the point is, is that through that event, we, you know, I'm sorry, excuse me, through that uh, video with Techstars, we were reconnected with each other and then did a, a creative project together later on that was, you know, difficult, but very fun and still rewarding. Um, you know, it's, it's a film that I, I mean, rather it's a music video that I really enjoyed doing. It's a, music, it's a music video that I had a lot of, you know, I got to know a good amount of people on. And, you know, my hope is that it wins or at least is nominated for a Boston Music Award. We'll see. But I think it, you know, it brought a lot of value to my life. And it wouldn't have happened if I didn't, you know, have that Techstars video to do. Also, as you, know, as you might recall, one of the most things I wanted to do on my list was to um, direct a music video. So, boom, I did. <laughs> Basically, after... After taking a leap with no plan and no real money coming my way, two of the things that I had asked for or said to myself I wanted, I got. So that was really encouraging. Uh, and based on that, uh, hold on, there's an airplane flying over. The Tubman 601. <laughs> How can you tell? That's a line from Three Amigos. Anyone out there who's a fan of the 80s? Not that I was alive during the 80s, but I heard it was a good time to be alive. All right, anyways, uh, so based on the strength of enthusiasm behind, um, you know, how well the video was going with Techstars and how I was reconnecting with my video team, I was like, well, you know what? I also really want to travel across country and see my family in Utah and see my friends in uh, Chicago and Las Vegas and then also spend time in L.A. You know, I don't I have to take a leap and, you know, if we get work in Boston and I'll just fly back. Um, so I drove cross country again, checking something off my list list was to see family and friends across the country and to travel, got to LA. But in that time, I also, I was like, let a, let a friend know that I was looking for work. And so she put it on as a nice gesture for me that she put it online and said, I have a friend looking for work. And about two days later, I got a call from somebody who knew who was a production coordinator, who knew somebody else, who knew a friend, who knew my friend, and they wanted to know if there's any, if they wanted, if, um, if I knew of anybody, or rather, if she knew of anybody who might want to be a production assistant on a TV show called Lip Sync Battle Shorties. 
Uh, so that's um, like a spinoff of the TV show Lip Sync Battle, except it's with kid stars. And I guess the the big star there was JoJo. But the point is, is that my goal was to get back into, you know, uh, kind of quote-unquote real TV production. And so boom, there I was. Um, it was totally like a, you know, a bottom-of-the-barrel job in the way that people would describe it. I thought it was amazing. But basically it was, you know, I got up super early, got people coffee, uh, you know, went on runs, picked up random pieces of tape <laughs> or random rolls of tape that they needed, X, Y, or Z, and picked up, you know, just basically drove all across L.A. and got to go to Warner Brothers Studio lot, which I hadn't been to since I used to work for a TV show called ER. And while I was there, by the way, on like the three days I was on the lot, because most of the time I was off the lot doing work with the art department, um, I was walking down the stairs of this one production office, and boom, I bumped into somebody who worked as a, was also, I guess was like a camper, but then later grew up and became a counselor at my family's business, which was uh, partly was to run a camp. So that was a weird coincidence, but boom, there I was working in TV and working for a professional show and working on a lot that I hadn't been to, I don't know, over a decade, I guess. Uh, so again, check that off my list. Um, and it was great. Like I realized that it was really fun and really interesting, but that I just, well, it wasn't for me. Like, I really wanted to be, I really want to be, not running the show, but I just, yeah, so what I found was that, like, it's a really great show. The people I worked with were fantastic. I really enjoyed working with them. Um, but what I realized is that I just, like, you know, if you're in production, your job is to kind of facilitate someone else's creative dream. And that doesn't mean you can't ever get out of that, but it just ultimately what production is, is, like, making someone else's dream happen. Um, and, I, you know, unless your dream is to be a painter and get paid to do it, or your dream is to be organizing papers and get paid to do it, then that makes sense for you. But for me, you know, I always want to be the creative, um, you know, the storytelling and the, and, you know, the directing and stuff like that. So, again, like if you are, if you are like a creative head, then that's another story. But generally speaking, production is for supporting, you know, another person's vision. Um, and that's fine. It's just it's not what I want to do. Uh, anyway, so that was interesting that I kind of had that learning experience. Uh, and so, yeah, just to backtrack, again, the first thing I would say is that, like, with the work bar and Techstars scenario, like, the, the point is that I opened myself up to possibilities. I let people in to what I was trying to do, and I was rewarded for it. And then that turned into another opportunity uh, with, the, with the video. And then I... I, uh, and actually funny thing was to say, so what I did was I actually, before that I put on a, um, I put on a women in tech event, uh, at a place called WeWork. Uh, and so after I, so the, so after I left work bar, I'd realized that I still really enjoyed putting events together and bringing people together and having them, uh, you know, learn and grow and hear stuff that they wouldn't normally hear and help people who are new get mentored and, you know, whatever, just bring people together and having a good time. So I put together this event and, you know, with the help of a lot of other people. But the, the point of this story is that, like, um, you know, I'd left work bar. I'm sorry, I left. Yeah, I left work bar. And I was like, well, I still want to put on events. And so I found out that it was really simple for me because I knew all these people. I knew all these people who I had, um, you know, through the work bar event originally kind of turned into meeting this one, you know, this person from Startup Institute. And then I'd meet the people at Startup Institute and all the people who went to Startup Institute, then go to other companies. I meet them and so on and so forth. So it's really simple for me to put together 
an event. Like I just needed free space and I had just had a friend who worked at from Startup Institute who worked at uh, WeWork. So he brought me into the fold there and I got to know the product, I'm sorry, the, uh, the community team there. And they were kind enough to give me space to put on like free space in their co-working space to put on events. So then I started about asking friends to if they wanted to be in it. And it turned out that it was essentially an all-female person of color event uh, through no other reason than those people who I wanted to be on the panel. It just so happened that they were women and people of color. And so we kind of shaped, or rather, what's the word? We presented it that way, even though, you know, in a perfect world, it was just a person in tech event, but we don't, you know, live in the perfect world. Anyways, the bottom line is that about a month after I left work bar, I put on that event, uh, and it was very simple. Like, I realized it's really not that hard to put on events if you know good people and you're a good person yourself. You know, we had about 175 people RSVP, uh, and again, that was on my list too, was to put on events that I really were passionate about, and that I was. So basically, the, the timeline was as I left work bar, did the Techstars video, did the Women in Tech panel event, which was, you know, my first on my own in a long time. That was very successful. Then the very next day, I drove cross-country, visited family in Utah, uh, friends in Chicago, Vegas, then went to L.A., spent a couple of days in L.A., left my car at, like, you know, the park and fly, whatever they call it, like, flew back to Boston without a car because I already, I already paid for a uh, weekend in, in Martha's Vineyard with a bunch of friends um, who were renting a house who were all from City Wake. So it's like, again, it's like this, all the people come circle back. So yeah, so then I went to, um, went to Martha's Vineyard, then came back and uh, directed the video for Hot Tub Wingman, then flew back to LA where, again, I was um, looking for work and also for a very uh, short amount of time working as a production assistant for um, Lip Sync Battle Shorties. Uh, so again, like all I really did was make a list of things that I wanted, um, and set out to try to get, make them happen. Now, the other part of this I want to write, I wanted to let you know is that like a lot of times in this, I, what I haven't mentioned is that one, you know, I, I, I got a lot of no's when it comes to jobs and a lot of no's and people who wanted to hire me and a lot, I, I reached out to a ton of friends who obsessively, you know, in a, they need videos, <laughs> but didn't want them. So like, it wasn't super easy. Like I was running out of money and, you know, I wasn't sure where my next paycheck was coming from. And that was a constant. So it wasn't, it wasn't easy. On top of that, like the reality is, is that I have a very supportive family and I was able to be in a position to meet all these people, partly through hard work, dedication, being a good person. But a good portion of it was based on my privilege in the sense that I was born into a you know, in, in America as a white male, like that's a very high level of privilege. And I was educated and, you know, like I said, have a, have a supportive family. So at the end of the day, um, you know, I had a lot going for me that other people don't. So I just want to acknowledge that. Uh, and then while I was in LA, I was also, you know, reaching out to people in the tech community, reaching out to people, uh, we work Hollywood, we work Santa Monica, General Assembly, all those folks trying to see if I could get something together. And it turns out that, yes, you know, that's not a problem. It would not be a problem for me to put on those events there. So I put on a, uh, well, I had some friends who I recognized were in the animation industry. So I put on a, um, 
an, a, a panel event on animation featuring folks from Cartoon Network and uh, Netflix and DreamWorks and, you know, Star Wars movies, um, excuse me, video games and whatnot. So, so the bottom line is that um, I was able to put on events uh, on both coasts at different WeWorks, which is really uh, kind of is great for me to have that free space available to me. Um, so thanks again to the folks at WeWork in Hollywood and WeWork Cambridge and WeWork Seaport. Because uh, I went on to do a independent film panel. I went on to do a content marketing panel with the American Marketing Association, among others. And put on a video production one, or video marketing, I think is what it was called. The bottom line is that on my list, I was able to put on events that I was passionate about. That was, you know, they weren't there to make me money per se, but... It turns out, like, I was hoping that maybe it would, you know, show people that I can, you know, put on events and they hire me for it. Um, but essentially, it, it just ends up being a... It's not bad that it's this thing. It's just that it ends up just... It's a nice thing to do for the universe. And that's my that's my cousin, that's my nephew screaming. <laughs> he's totally fine. Uh, but he's playing around on a, on a hammock. Lots of fun. Um, anywho, uh, the point is that the events were on my list of things to do, and I put on six and 12 months, so that was a positive. So again, backing back to, you know, putting on events, you know, I put on, you know, like I said, I was, I was in LA in this, for the, pretty much all of the summer, and a good part of the, well, spring, summer, good part of the fall. Then, uh, it actually, on the 11-11, I was going hiking, and I um, really severely hurt my knee, and... Uh, there wasn't really any, like, so there's a couple of projects that I was, some video projects that I was expecting to come through, you know, that I worked months on. Uh, that is to say that I worked months preparing and getting the client to close. And then when it came down to the brass tacks, it turns out that their budget number was far lower than, like, would make sense for the, kind of my financial situation and, you know, what I would be able to pull off with my team. So that was money that I thought I'd have that I didn't have anymore while having a busted knee. So, uh, and also, it was, you know, coming up on the holidays, meaning, um, you know, Thanksgiving, Christmas, and New Year's. So, uh, yeah, the point is, is that, um, that it was a kind of a whirlwind uh, experience, but it was something that I'd planned out, like, you know, New Year's Eve the year before. Uh, so that's just kind of interesting. Like I, you know, so you want about manifestation or where it comes from or whether it works or whether it's who, who or whatever. Uh, it worked for me in that particular case. Like, you know, this year I kind of improved on it. You know, we had a, you know, the new year, January of 2019. I had, like I was able to travel to my family in Connecticut, travel to Palm Springs with another, uh, my sister actually, um, I traveled to Vermont with with one family, one with family relatives, and then to see another family of relatives. Um, so that was positive. And then also we premiered the Hot Tub Wingman video, which was uh, really well received and really fun. Uh, you know, then I guess you know March and April I had an event in LA and a friend in Boston. Um, you know, and then also February, March, and April, TechStars hired us again. And we just released it, I guess, about a month ago. And it's a really, you know, I feel very proud of the video and the, the work that we did, including the people who were in it. Like, I'm proud of them as well. 
Um, but so that was like continual, you know, from last year. Uh, you know, and then through that we got hired to do a video for another Techstars or um, Accelerator in Los Angeles at UCLA. And interestingly enough, after I left Work Bar a year ago, I didn't think that I'd really be connected to them. But guess what? They they randomly asked me to do their video, so we directed their video. I directed their video, and we produced it for them. Um, and also had different folks from Work Bar on this podcast, and um, also another person was on uh, my panel. And also one of the locations we chose to shoot interviews for the TechStars video was at a new co-working space or a different co-working space, I should say called MIT's The Engine, uh, which is run by the person who hired me for WorkBar and one of my good friends from WorkBar. So <laughs> this keeps on coming back around. So at the end of the day, you know, this year has been an extension of last year. I'm um, a little less variety, but, you know, a continuation. And where I'm at right now is, you know, I'm really looking for ways to be in L.A., you know, 90% of the time, and, and in Boston, you know, 10% of the time. Um, we'll see how that works out. Uh, and I'm looking to do, you know, music videos for folks who are, you know, national names. We don't, not just national names, but national names of bands that I admire and who inspire me. Um, and then, you know, have a stronger uh, pipeline of... Um, of video clients, right? You know, the, the plan for this, you know, the rest of this year, the coming into 2020, is to, again, do more music videos and then work on either a narrative short film, which I haven't done since 2015, uh, or, and or, I should say, work on a, a feature film, which I haven't really done in, I don't even know when, let's see, the last thing, I did that was even remotely close to a feature or even like a, you know, a made-for-TV movie, M-O-W. Um, movie of the Week is what we call it. Uh, I think it was probably 10 or 15 years ago. So I want to um, do those things. So at the end of this year, actually I'm to, on my birthday, I will, you know, kind of try to make a list, take a look back, make a list looking forward, and then do the same thing New Year's Eve and see what I can accomplish. But yeah, I guess the point is, is just that I kind of wanted to share that story. I might do this again at a later point with, instead of sort of telling it as like a narrative, just picking and choosing which topics to cover. But essentially the bottom line is I think that aside from it being an interesting story, it's, um, I don't know, it, it, I think that if someone's looking for ways to, or, you know, not inspiration, but like just sort of suggestions for how you can generate, you know, good times and generate leads for your business or your endeavors, I think there's a, there's a lot to that story, right? It's, it's like the simple answer is be a good person and provide value. But I think, again, it's, you know, the recurring theme is to stay in touch with people, to um, really appreciate them for who they are and try to see what kind of value you can bring and to share your story. To like, you know, that's the number one thing that everyone's all about these days is being vulnerable. Like, we're all vulnerable, we just don't act it. You know, and if we just get enough people to, you know, be vulnerable, then it's not vulnerable, it's just telling the truth. But, like I said, I think it's important to kind of share stories, not just to learn and grow, like, from a practical standpoint, a tactical standpoint, but so that people understand that, like, 
you know, that they're not alone, <laughs> that they're not the only ones struggling. And when you see people on Facebook who are, you know, frankly, you know, privileged or more privileged than you, this is the whole story. Like I am, it's hard to deny that I'm privileged, both like in a, like in a societal way and just like in a real kind of human way. I have a lot of people on my side and a lot of friends and family who are looking to help me. And a lot of people don't have that. You know, on the other hand, like a lot of other people have tons more money than me and, and have more to show for their lives, quote unquote. So it's not like my life is perfect. It's not like everything that I show on, on social media is the entire story. So this isn't the entire story either. It's just to say that like you can't distill a human being into one idea or one box or the one category or whatever. Like obviously, you know, we're more than just one thing and I'm more than just this story, right? But it's just hopefully I wanted to share it because it makes me feel good. But I also hope that it uh, helps other people on a personal level. And I think, from a practical standpoint, that this can help folks from a, like, you know, business networking standpoint of like, oh, well, like, those are some good pointers. Or maybe, I don't know. Hopefully, that's the way you feel. But again, thanks for listening if you still made it this far. And uh, until next time, talk to you later. Bye-bye.